Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of That's Time Weapon! So this is the Comedy History Podcast, where we take something, some sort of weird story from history, and we let you, the audience, know all about it. I'm your host for this week, Barnaby King, and joining me as ever is... Amelia Edwards, hello. Hello. And how are you doing? I'm doing alright, to be honest. Good, you're not worried about the state of the world? I'm always worried about the state of the world. We always are worried about the state of the world. And particularly at the moment, I want to talk about the apparent rise in the far right that we've seen recently. Jesus, okay. I know, heavy stuff to get started with, because I think that we can kind of tell that there has been a bit of a rise in the far right, sort of neo-Nazis, fascists, anything like that. It may Mm -hmm. just be that they've always been there, and you know, social media is making them a bit more visible, but... It's something that you and I are concerned about, I know that. Definitely, definitely, except obviously we live in a very far-left uh, city, so we do get a little bit of distancing from this oh, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, true. Now, obviously, this is a hilarious topic to start off with. <laughs> <laughs> Fascism! Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a solution. Do you want to know what it is? I, I'm a bit alarmed, because solution, far-right, I tend to go one particular way, but go on. Okay. There is a way of dealing with it. Okay, what is our way of dealing with the far right? One word. Go on. Bears. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about armies of large, hairy gay men militarised <laughs> into a... St- no. I'm talking about actual bears. I'm talking about the animals. Right. And specifically, on this week, I want to talk about one bear who was known for fighting the Nazis in World War Two. And his name... Winnie the Pooh. Exactly. Winnie the Pooh, in early editions, was uh, pretty much a propaganda head for the state. Uh, No, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) This is not about Winnie the Pooh at all. No, this is about a Polish bear uh, called Wojtek. Wojtek. Wojtek, spelt W-O-J-T-E-K. Now, I'm pretty sure on my pronunciation of this, because I did look it up, uh, it probably sounds awful, but that is as close as I can get with my very English and posh accent. Wojtek. Wojtek? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're sure it's not Wojtek? I'm pretty sure it's not Wojtek. It's Wojtek. Although Wojtek would be cute. <laughs> it would be cute. Come here, Wodgy. <laughs> no, actually, no. I'm not sure. It's a bit close to Wedgie. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, in 1942... A group of recently released Polish prisoners of war, soldiers and civilians, uh, were travelling from their Siberian gulag back to their homes. Uh, This is obviously around the time when Stalin kind of swapped sides, released a lot of people. Okay. And so they were travelling by train uh, from Siberia back to Poland. Okay, cool. Um, So, first up, these... Are guys who literally suffered the worst injustices of the left wing. Yep, absolutely. Great, okay. They had a miserable time, and that comes into it a bit later. But, yeah, they were miserable. They stopped off in Hamadan, in Iran. Um, okay. Yeah, I might be wrong (laughs) when I said they were going to Poland. Uh, (laughs) That's that's a really weird route they're taking. Well, it's hard... uh, from what I understand, they were travelling on this train. I think it was going to lots of different places. But okay. either, way, either way, it stopped in Iran. Right, okay. And while they were there, some of their number, some soldiers, or possibly a young girl, reports are varied. Uh, Could be a young girl soldier. Never know with them. <laughs> Polish, I don't know. <laughs> some new stereotype you're introducing. Yes, all young Polish women are actually secretly World War II soldiers. <laughs> well, while they were there... 
One, uh, some of their number noticed a young boy carrying a sack, and the sack was moving. Okay. So, of course, they wanted to know, why have you got a moving <laughs> sack, boy? <laughs> What's in the sack? What's in the sack? Uh, but it... Oh, I'm not going to spoil that. I almost spoiled the film 7. Don't uh, spoil the film 7. It's only been out for, like, 15 years. <laughs> it's more than that. <laughs> but, yeah. Good film, though. Um, anyway, they noticed this moving sack, and they asked the boy what he had. And he opened the sack to reveal that he had a brown bear cub. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know they got bears in Iran. Um, well, it was a Syrian brown bear. Okay, cool. So it had obviously transported a little bit of a way. Yeah. Um, but the boy said that the bear's mother had been killed by hunters, so it was an orphan. Aww. And he was looking after it. And In a sack? In a sack. Well, I mean, you've got to carry around a bear cub somehow. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the soldiers were quite taken. Or yeah. possibly the 18-year-old girl. Again, reports differ. <laughs> um, and they decide, They asked if they could buy the bear, or, well, trade him for, according to their record, some Persian coins, a Swiss army knife, some chocolate, and a tin of beef. That is such a World War II trade. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Also, I've got to pause you for a moment, because yeah. all I've got in my head is... How much is that bear? Cap you got in your sack. <laughs> I don't know what noise bear comes make. <laughs> well, the one that we're really confused about. <laughs> well, the soldiers liked him. It's basically an opportunity, you know, you can get a bear cub. It's like Tiger King, but less horrific. Yeah. I mean, okay, so this story is already mad. Yeah. Like, literally just... I've got so many questions. How did they talk to this boy? There would have been probably some translators. Remember, this is a train of a lot of people being okay. transported across. It's likely that someone spoke like multiple languages, or they could have communicated in different forms. You don't have to speak the language to be able to trade. <laughs> I guess That's not. the language of business. <laughs> I guess like po- pointing at the sack and then just gesticulating, being like, eh? Yeah. Well, yeah, point at, point at the sack, point at the bear, mm. point at all the stuff you've got, and like do a gesture for trade. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that could totally happen. Okay. Fine, sure. Well, anyway, so one way or another, these soldiers got a hold of this bear, and they hid him from their officers for a while, and they would feed him condensed milk from an old vodka bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, thus creating the White Russians. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that, but yes, pretty much. Wow. I mean, it's a very Eastern European thing right there. All of that is great, I'm so into that. Like, so we've got this nice, mildly pissed, condensed milk-eating bear cub that you're somehow hiding for officers. How small is a Syrian bear cub? I mean, they can be quite small. From the sound of it, he was very young at this point, so he was probably only the size of a sort of small dog. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's feasible that you could hide a bear, like, a very young bear cub. I suppose so, but all I'm thinking now is that I could really have got away with getting a um, dog in university halls. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. If these soldiers could hide a bear from their officer... On a train. On a train, you can hide a dog from, like, no one. The cleaners, I guess? Yeah, the people who come round when the fire alarm goes off for the tenth time that week. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, they named this bear Wojtek, which is a nickname. Uh, it means happy warrior. Oh, I know, it's very cute. But, of course, a problem arose, because 
bears grow up. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you can't hide them on the train forever. <laughs> no, and they grow up pretty big. Mm. When he was full grown, Wojtek was about six foot tall. So it's basically trying to hide another human. <laughs> <laughs> Could they just pretend that he was like a really hairy other officer? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> no, no, comrades, this is this is my brother. <laughs> so at this point, um, they were no longer on the train. At this point, they were actually stationed and sort of doing manoeuvres. Okay. And the officers obviously noticed that there was a bear. <laughs> Um, comrades, <laughs> comrade Podlitsky, I've I've noticed you've you've got a bear. No, it's comrade, it's comrade Bears, bear, bear, Bearford from England. His name's comrade Bearford. Shut up! It sounds awfully <laughs> like bear. <laughs> Maybe that's why he became a bear. Oh, so he is a bear. Oh no! <laughs> uh, well. At this point, the officers found out about Wojtek, but there was such a strong attachment between the company and this bear Mm -hmm. that they kind of went, f*** it, all right, Mm. you can have a bear. And he became their company mascot. Great. This was the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. And he became really popular, like, very quickly. As soon as it was out in the open, everyone fell in love with this bear. (laughs) He was taught to salute. Good. um, and as he grew up, the soldiers would play with him. Apparently, it's quite common for them to wrestle with him. Okay, that just sounds like that one episode of The Tiger King where that guy got his arm torn off, like, no. waiting to happen. No, uh, he really wasn't. Wojtek was apparently really uh, docile, really tame. Okay. Uh, he was really friendly to the point where during these wrestling matches, if his opponent lost then apparently he would lick their face as a sort of apology. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think he was maybe just, like, still really full of um, condensed milk and vodka? (laughs) At this point, they'd stopped feeding him condensed milk. There was more honey and marmalade, I believe. Marmalade? Yes. Oh, my God! (laughs) Isn't that Paddington Bear's whole thing? That is Paddington Bear's whole thing. (laughs) But that one came from darkest Peru instead of um, Iran. Yes. Yeah. I don't think you get bears in Peru either. Not that I know of. Hmm. Hmm. Something to consider. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he was very friendly, though. And um, even though sometimes, like, the the soldiers would act like he wasn't, apparently there was this hazing thing that they would sometimes do where they'd get Wojtek to lift the new recruits by their legs. Oh, shit. Um, Could you imagine? I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, right. it, was, it was also a little terrifying. There was an account from one soldier who actually appears later on here um, who said that he first turned up to this company and walked into the officers' quarters to find just a bear there, <laughs> which is intimidating. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't worry, comrade. It's not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just comrade bear. What did you say? Bearford. It's comrade Bearford. <laughs> But yeah, so he was very friendly. He would snuggle with his handler at night. Aww. And like I said, if his opponent lost their wrestling match, he'd lick their face in an apology. Oh. Yeah. He was also a bit of a lad. Um, <laughs> he liked women. Um. Uh, he once st- uh, stole a load of women's underwear from washing lines. Oh no. And apparently once when he was driving along in a car, 
he wasn't driving, he was being driven. Mm. He jumped out of the car because they were by a beach and he saw some ladies sunbathing and he went over to impress them. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Which of course terrified them until a soldier came along to be like, no, it's okay, he's not going to eat you. I know you're not expecting a bear at the beach, <laughs> but he's fine. He's just showing off. Wow. Okay, so... He's a rascal in the um, 1940s sense yeah, of the word. Yeah, pretty much. He was also a bit of a drinker and a bit of a smoker as well. Oh my god. <laughs> well, okay. They are not looking after this bear well. Okay, I mean, so we have to preface this whole thing with, obviously, this is the 1940s, and not only that, it's wartime. Like, this is not usual circumstances. Now we would obviously think this is horrific. Oh, sure. But, like, we have to look at it then, and if we look at it through the the eyes of a person of that time, it's kind of cool. Yeah, okay. Like, so, as far as the drinking would go, he generally, he would drink a bottle of beer, but, like, bears are massive. Uh, Wojtek, as I said, ended up being about six feet tall, and at his death, he weighed 35 stone. Which Jesus, is, okay, yeah. Yeah, which is about 490 pounds or 220 kilos. That's obviously after the war. He was in captivity. Spoiler, he survives the war. Um, How dare you? <laughs> at the time, sort of when he was in active service, as it were, mm. they reckon he was about 250 pounds. Okay. Which still for a bear, that is like significant amount of muscle mass. Okay, cool. All right. So drinking a bottle of beer, basically nothing to him. Okay, sure. As far as the smoking goes. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's worrying me, to be honest. <laughs> as far as the smoking goes, he was very particular. Right. What would happen was a soldier would light a cigarette for him, place it in his mouth, he would take a puff on it, right, and then he would eat the lit cigarette. <laughs> okay. He was particular. If you offered him an unlit cigarette to eat, he would refuse it. Okay. It had to be lit so he could take that first puff of it and then eat the whole thing. Right. I'm not did, sh- did he have like a favourite brand or what? I don't believe so. I mean, it's, it's soldiers in wartime, they probably just have whatever cigarettes they can get. Sure. That is bizarre. It is bizarre. Especially, I don't know how it didn't burn him at all. Um, I mean, they do have like quite thick tongues and that, so I don't know. Are we sure he was a bear? Like, what if this was just like a really big guy who pretended to be a bear? Well, there's quite a funny story about that. While I was researching this topic, I looked up pictures, because there are photographs of Wojtek, and there's one... Where it looks like a man in a suit. Like yeah. a bad suit. Yeah, yeah. And that was that moment where I was like, is this real? Is, is this it just is... a big guy in a suit? But no, no, it's definitely a bear. I mean, I guess sometimes you do see bears standing up and they do just look like people in bad bear costumes. Yeah, there's that video of the bear walking past a bus. Yes. And it's just like shuffling along and it looks very like eerily human. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> There was also an incident where Wojtek foiled the activities of an enemy spy. At this point, the company was stationed in the Middle East. Okay. And it was very hot, obviously. Mm. And bears like to cool off. So what he learned to do is he learned to break into the communal showers. (laughs) Okay. And learned how to turn them on. Right. Now, he wasn't allowed to do this, so he was chased (laughs) out whenever they caught him doing it. But he kept doing it because, like, normally brown bears, they'd sit in a river or something to cool off. Yeah. Um, so he needed to cool down. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. One day, he broke into the communal showers and started wandering about, having a bit of a shower, and spooked a spy who was Ooh. hiding in there who had been observing the camp okay. and sort of making notes and had secreted himself away to, I don't know, write up his notes or anything like that, or, I don't know, just lay low for a while. 
Apparently the man saw the bear. Yeah. And screamed. Yeah. <laughs> loudly enough that he gave away his position and was caught. I mean, you would though, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wojtek was uh, rewarded for this. He was given two bottles of beer. Good. And he was allowed to have unlimited shower time. Oh, good. It's nice, isn't it? But also, I love the fact that this spy was hiding in the showers. Like, granted, he'd probably got an idea of people's movements and things like that. But what if somebody had just gone in there to shower? He would have seemed like such a voyeur. I mean, mean, yeah, but I think that is the thing. I think they, like... It's such a regulated, like, this mm. is time to go and shower, that it probably was safe for quite a while. It's just the fact that the bear broke it. <laughs> and who could have seen that coming? No one. Yeah. Although, I mean, okay, if he was a spy spying on this camp, yeah. had he not noticed that they had a bear? I don't know. It, it's a bit shaky. Um, I, 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 I think... guess maybe even a slightly expected bear is still a yeah, bit of a shock. <laughs> I, I guess that's the thing. Like you're in enclosed quarters, and suddenly this f- off massive bear <laughs> just suddenly enters, probably <laughs> using the only entrance. Yeah, so... beers in both hands, a cigarette <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> what Couple you... of ladies at each hip. What you doing in my shower, slick? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I want more of this bear. I know. Uh, I wish he was here. Um, so Wojtek started out being a mascot, mm-hmm. but he eventually did have a more serious role. Uh, as I said, the company had been stationed in the Middle East, uh, hence the need for the cool showers, mm-hmm. but they were redeployed to Italy. Okay. And the British transport ship that they were to travel on did not allow pets or mascots. Right, okay. But of course, at this point, he's like an integral part of the company. Yeah. Like, they don't want to, they, they cannot possibly think of getting rid of him. So they do the one thing that they think will let them keep Wojtek, which is they swear him in and enlist him as a soldier in the Polish army. Great. He was given an official rank of private. Good. He had a serial number and he had a pay book. Uh, he, wasn't pa- he wasn't paid in money, okay, obviously, because yeah. he's a bear. He was paid in food. Nice. So he was effectively given double rations because, you know, bear. Yeah, okay. He was allowed to board the transport ship after that. Good. With his fellow soldiers. And he was even allocated a cot in the sleeping quarters. Uh, (laughs) Okay, God, I just love, love World War II era (laughs) logic. Yes. Like, I'm imagining this, like, British officer being like, no, I'm terribly sorry. I'm afraid you can't have a mascot on this ship. Oh, but it's all right. He's a private. Oh, well, in that case, of course you can come on board. <laughs> his private Bafford. <laughs> <laughs> can we see his pay stuff? Of course you can. <laughs> you want a serial number two? We've got <laughs> He's got to have the correct paperwork if he's going to be a private. But, I mean, that's exactly what he did need, and they, they gave it to him. Of course. Uh, of course. Did he get a uniform, though? He did not get a uniform. Well, that's just not regulation. <laughs> I think he was probably had dispensation for being out of uniform, because, you know, he's covered in fur. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he didn't need to shave either. Oh, good. Yes, that's that's good. But as I say, he was given a cot, which in the for- took the form of a wooden crate. Great. Which he slept in with the other enlisted men. <laughs> which, I mean, that you've got to have a lot of trust in that bear at that point. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that they've been wrestling with him and everything, but it's probably like a bit where you're like drifting off to sleep. You know when you get like those random thoughts that crop up in your head? You're drifting off to sleep and you suddenly get the thought like, Oh my god, I can't believe I said this when I was a child. Yeah. And it's suddenly like you're awake. I imagine with these people it could be like, F***, there's a bear. <laughs> it's like that moment when you're like, 
what if there is, what if monsters are real? Yeah. And the moment I close my eyes, and then you open your eyes and look around, but in that case, you look right into the face of a bear. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I love bears so much. I know you do. <laughs> but not everybody is as relaxed about bears as you oh, are. I just want to hug one. <laughs> but, you know, one that's not tranquilised or anything. I don't want to, like, go down that whole Tiger King route. No. Well, we'll wait until you've got some kind of... Terminal disease. Terminal disease. Yeah, euthanasia by bear. <laughs> Absolutely. So Wojtek distinguished himself during the Battle of Monte Cassino, which was a series of four battles, uh, which has been described as one of the hardest four battles in the Second World War. I actually I hadn't heard about this. I hadn't so, heard about this battle either. No. It was... Uh, Monte Cassino was an abbey, which okay. was held by German forces as an observation post, because it was on top of a hill, mm-hmm. and it had, like, amazing views of the surrounding landscape. Yeah. So, of course, the Allies kind of go, ooh, we don't want... People having good hill views. Exactly. Uh, so the first thing they did was they bombed and shelled the Abbey and reduced it to rubble. Great. Which, I mean... As a historian, I disapprove yeah, of. Yeah, especially, like, this was an Abbey, which I think I read was built around AD 596. Oh, God, no. But, you know, I guess wartime, exactly. all that. You can't help shelling ancient pieces of architecture yeah. during war. Exactly. But it didn't work, because the rubble basically made some pretty good fortifications. No! <laughs> so it was all for naught. Ah! <laughs> so the Allies still had to claim this ruined abbey. Mm-hmm. And there were a series of four battles that were fought in order to claim it. Uh, the Allies eventually did win, but it was a pretty high death count. Like the, the official death toll is 20,000 Axis dead, yeah, 55,000 Allies dead. Jesus. Yeah. That is a high toll. I know, right? I, like, this, is what I, this is what was interesting when I was researching this. Like I said, I've not heard about this battle before. And I'm sure, like, people who are more interested in World War II history, they probably go, oh, yeah, like, it's super famous. Mm. But with my superficial knowledge of World War II history, this had completely passed me by. I've got to say, I feel like, uh, like, general GCSE type, these are the battles that happened, mm. knowledge of World War II, tends to go very much France and Germany and Gallipoli. And that's it. Gallipoli. Gallipoli? Gallipoli. Yeah. Oh, it's just a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> Have I said it wrong? Or? No, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a funny word. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it's in Turkey, I think. Right, okay, okay. Like I said, like cursory knowledge okay. of history. The 22nd Artillery Company was one of the companies that was stationed there for this conflict. And accounts differ a bit about the exact role that Wojtek played in the battle. Uh, there don't seem to be really be any firm records. We're mostly looking at eyewitness testimony and some people sort of recording it after the fact. And sure, yeah, they're probably focused more on the horrific battle going on around them. So yeah, you're kind of like fifty-five thousand of my colleagues died. Yeah, so you're probably like dramatizing a bit mm. in hindsight to you know not think about all the death. Yeah, you definitely want to big up the fact that there's, like, a bear involved. So there are a few accounts of what Wojtek did. The first and probably most fantastical account is that Wojtek was scared by the explosions of the shells, so he climbed up into a tree to escape. Yeah. And while he was up there, he had a good view, and he looked down and he saw his fellow soldiers Mm -hmm. uh, carrying crates of artillery shells to the gun. Right. And he watched them for a long time while he calmed down, 
And when he climbed back down and he was happy again, he started copying their behaviour. Okay. So he'd go and he'd pick up artillery shells and carry them over to the guns. <laughs> okay. And these are like heavy shells. Like this is, I think it was said it would take uh, three soldiers to carry a crate of these. Right. And Wojtek could carry one by himself. Yeah. And he would take it over to the gunners and he was really strong. He was really quick with it. Uh, there are some people who say that he actually played quite a pivotal role in the victory of that battle because they were able to get supplies so quickly. Okay, so that's... I mean, given his behaviour so far and the fact he does seem to have been copying people in like wanting to smoke the cigarettes yeah. and things like that, like maybe that could happen? It could be. There is another possibility, uh, which is that he was specifically taught to do this. Yeah. The, the, the soldiers, like got demonstrated to him what they were doing and he did. I mean, we, we see that he's learned how to salute and as he said, yeah. he's learned how to drink and smoke and everything like that. So either of these possibilities is likely. I think the first is definitely more... Like, cute. It's more cutesy, yeah, even amongst all the death. Um, there is another possibility where none of that actually happened and he was just like a bit of a positive morale boost and, you know, people are overemphasizing the importance of him after the fact and really he was just a sort of psychological thing and like a mascot. yeah. From what I've seen from the eyewitness testimonies, I think that he definitely did carry these shells. Yeah. It's The question is whether or not he came up with the idea by himself or he was taught to do it. Either way, that's still pretty damn useful. It is pretty cool and pretty useful. Yeah, absolutely. And after this battle, he was uh, made the symbol of the company. He was actually, they got new emblems of mm -hmm. a bear carrying a shell. Fabulous. And because he distinguished himself, he was promoted to the rank of corporal. Great. Yeah. Did he get to give orders? No. Uh... no. But, uh, I mean, that does suggest to me that he actually did do something. Yeah, definitely. So this was his main sort of military feat, and this is what he's mostly known about. He got his promotion for it, he became the emblem of the group, and he basically went around with them for the rest of the war. Lovely. Yeah. So at the end of the war, uh, his company was stationed in Scotland. Um, okay. God, these people got about, didn't they? They, they really did. <laughs> I swear to God, people usually stayed in one... In, like, no, one they, or two places. They went all over the place. Yeah. This was possibly partly because they didn't want to return to Poland because they saw communism as an encroaching threat. That is fair enough. Exactly. As you said at the beginning, they've seen, like, some of the worst horrors of the far left. Yeah. You don't really want to go from being in a gulag to getting free to going back to the possibility of being in a gulag again. Exactly. So it seems that the group essentially settled down, broke apart, like the company was disbanded. Yeah. And Wojtek was gifted to Edinburgh Zoo. Okay. Because, I mean, they, they weren't going to be able to look after him, like... Yeah. Okay, no, that's really awesome. I was worried that he'd end up being, like, looked after by one person or something no, like that. No, 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 no. He, um, he was gifted to Edinburgh Zoo, and he was there for a good long while. He stayed there for the rest of his days. Uh, he died on the... 2nd of December 1963. Jesus, okay. At the age of about 21, possibly yeah. 22. They don't know his exact birth year, obviously. But still, Syrian brown bears in the wild have a life expectancy of 20 to 25 years. Okay. So even though this bear was brought up on condensed milk, <laughs> beer, cigarettes, honey, marmalade... Mm -hmm. he survived a war. Survived a war. Pretended to be a human for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he still had, like... A pretty, like, yeah. average life for a brown bear. That's really awesome. Yeah. 
It's also said that uh, in his enclosure in the zoo, yeah. if he heard anyone speaking Polish, he would stand up and salute them. Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. That's just adorable. Yeah. Like, that's really interesting, though. So I wonder how much of an understanding he got of... Um, like of people and their language and that kind of thing like if he could recognize languages mm. enough to salute them at least like maybe it was a bit of a shock for him to go to scotland possibly yeah i mean bears are very clever mm. like a lot cleverer than i think sometimes they're given credit for uh there was a science experiment a number of years ago where scientists taught bears how to use tools cool yeah uh which i think is great and i think that we should encourage in order to evolve a race of super bears Absolutely. Yes. And I, for one, welcome our super bear overlords. <laughs> yes. They'd be so fuzzy. <laughs> oh, their faces. Aww. For listeners at home, this is always Barnaby's response to bears. <laughs> fuzzy. Thinking, thinking about bears, seeing bears. <laughs> <laughs> I basically cried the first time I saw a bear in real life. <laughs> That's true. Was that Barcelona Zoo? That was Barcelona, yeah. 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 And then again, when we went to Berlin and saw that bear there. Yeah. Berlin Zoo, I feel, is much better caring for their bears than Barcelona Zoo was. Well, I mean, zoos are a whole controversial topic anyway. That is very true. But... We can have have preferences, though. Yeah, and I got to see a bear, so... uh, Swings and roundabouts, I guess. True. So Wojtek's uh, legacy does live on. It continues to live on in many parts of the world. There's a statue of him in Krakow, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bear insignia appears on a lot of military garments. There are songs that have been written about him. There are films about him. And one particularly important statue is a bronze statue uh, unveiled in 2015 in Edinburgh. It depicts Wojtek alongside a fellow soldier and has a plaque at the bottom outlining his life and achievements. Okay. It was made atop a slab of Polish granite. Right. It's, the idea is essentially that uh, Wojtek couldn't return to Poland, so they brought a little bit of Poland to him. That's so adorable. What's even more adorable is that the statue unveiling was done by Wojciech Narebski, a Polish soldier who actually fought alongside Wojtek. Oh. And is one of the witnesses to Wojtek resupplying the artillery. Okay. And, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. That's and, so lovely. And from the sounds of it, this guy is pretty lucid. I think it said he was 89 when uh, he unveiled the statue. Yeah, sure. So. He must have been very young during the war. Yeah, probably. Jesus. Yeah, he was the one who said that he walked into the officer's uh, <laughs> and just saw this bear. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the Wojtek Memorial Trust was made in his honour to help raise awareness of the historical and current links between Scotland and Poland. How many links <laughs> are there between Scotland I don't know. and Poland? I mean, from the sounds of it, if you read about the Wojtek Memorial Trust, you'd think that they were basically, like, neighbours. They're a long way, <laughs> away, a long way away. And they don't have many, like... How could they have many historical links? I don't know. I, I think it might be one of those random things, a bit like how, um, I don't know if it's Britain or just England. England. England, our longest ally, our longest uh, sporting allies being Portugal. Yeah, but we're closer than Scotland and Poland, though. I mean, I suppose. But We've got water links. I mean, yeah, okay, that's true, but it's still a bit... 
A bit random, really. Yeah, like, I guess. You wouldn't have thought of England and Portugal as being like buddy buddy. Yeah, I suppose. It's just that we both hate Spain. Hey! <laughs> Side note, this is not my personal feelings about Spain, it's just England's long-standing feelings about Spain. I mean, England has long-standing feelings about many countries. I read something somewhere recently about the United Nations, and it's like, England has invaded or occupied something like 85% of the oh, countries of the sure, United yeah. Nations. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this was to raise awareness of these historical links, and... I think it's just, it's a story that really captures people's imagination. It, firstly, it's just a cool image regardless, the idea of, like, the soldiers and their bear. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like um, the Hellboy film with Ron Perlman, where, where oh, God, what's his name? John Hurt. Yeah. Has Hellboy as, like, initially as the same thing, as, ma- as a mascot. You're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking You've seen that film, haven't you? I've seen it once. Oh, fair. I don't really remember anything about it. It's good. I'm just not along, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the most recent one, but um, I hear it's dire. <laughs> okay. God, I want to watch the one poem on Hellboy now. So... <laughs> <laughs> Back to history. <laughs> so, thinking about history, though, I think this is really interesting. Like, I wonder how many other people throughout history have sort of had bears or kept them alongside them for like any kind of purpose. Well, I did find out that the whole enlisting Wojtek and bringing him on the British transport ship was not an original idea. Yeah. There was at least one other bear on that ship and a monkey as well. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. Wojtek hated both of them. <laughs> well, he was. I mean, yeah. Like, Wojtek was very friendly to humans, not very friendly to... Others of his kind, all this one monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so that do we know anything else about the other the other bear, the other enlisted bear? I couldn't find much. I think it's mostly that Wojtek is so famous that if you look for like bears in military history, you find Wojtek. You don't bear. find this other bear. There's a bit more about the monkey, but not a great deal. I think that Wojtek is the one that is really popular because he was really successful and like he he did stuff that had a an actual sort of calculable effect yeah okay that's really cool yeah i've heard of um several other like slightly bizarre world war ii era mascots mm-hmm. i think my favorite one is there was one regiment i think they were scottish who had a cow nice actually that wasn't world war ii that was world war one <gasps> literally they found this cow in a field and we're like, mascots! <laughs> Come along with us, you wee heifer. And then took her back to Scotland afterwards. <laughs> we're going home. <laughs> you can graze amongst the heather. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so stereotypical. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that is, in effect, the story of Wojtek. He was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about him, to be honest. Like, obviously, he didn't directly kill Nazis. This is not a comic book where he, like, punches Hitler in the face or anything like that. But... He might have helped kill Nazis. He might have... Well, I mean, he definitely helped. I mean, supplying artillery shells at a really (laughs) fast rate. Uh, I think it's just amazing. And, Mm. like I said, there are accounts of people who were there at the time alongside Wojtek. And it's interesting to hear some of them talk about it, because they, they see they really loved him. Like, he was... He was not just one of the lads, he was like pretty much family to them. And I think that's really sweet. 
They did give him beer and cigarettes, though. That does have to be <laughs> but, but Like, I mean, sure, but then denying him beer and cigarettes wouldn't have been so much of a family thing, would it? God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a bear going through withdrawal? Oh my god, no. <laughs> I mean, again, we don't know how much like the nicotine affected him or anything like that, because, you know, bear. He's massive. quite big. Exactly. Like, he was given two bottles of beer for catching that spy. That probably wasn't much. There are some accounts that he may have drunk, like, quite significant amounts at other points, uh, particularly wine. He was seen to occasionally be drunk on sight. Okay. So that's probably not great, but I imagine that was uh, one of the points where he raided the food stores, which he did on occasion. Yeah. I mean, some animals do choose to be drunk sometimes. It's not that... Do not feed your pets alcohol. No. Um, But, like... If you look at um, some African animals, for instance... Yes, I was going to say, isn't there a thing about elephants? Yeah, so there's a type of liquor that you can get in uh, Tesco supermarkets in oh. the UK, uh, which is called Amarulo. Oh, right. And it's based on a particular type of fruit. Right. And the f- whole deal with this fruit is that when it's growing wild in, like, Kenya and surrounding countries, yeah. it ferments while it's on the tree so as soon as it drops to the ground it's actually alcoholic and the elephants and like some other animals too uh, go around on purpose to gather it up and make themselves drunk and then (laughs) you get these like wobbly elephants everywhere oh that's so cute I know it's freaking adorable (laughs) so the Amarillo bottle has got like um, an elephant on the Ah, label um, because the reason why people knew that this was alcoholic was because they observed animals getting really really drunk I wonder if there were any particular beers that he drank that could have used Wojtek as, like, their own mascot after the war. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would totally buy a beer that was, like, Wojtek beer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, any sort of beer with a bear on the label, I will be going after. In fact, I think I have. I think I have seen one that has a bear on it, and I bought it just because it had a bear on it. Yes. Any marketing people out there? <laughs> I'm very easy to market to. <laughs> Put a bear on it. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us on this episode of That Time When. Uh, As usual, all the post-social stuff, uh, rate and subscribe, rate us on iTunes. Give us five five stars, please. Give us five pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Just just send it in the post. Uh, Just put That Time When and it will go nowhere. Thank you again to Kevin McLeod for all of our music. Yep, including our theme tune, uh, Anachronist. And join us for next time on That Time When.